This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. This is going to be an encouragement for newness of strength. We need to be encouraged in 2024, though we seem to be obscure in our calling and our election as we are making it certain we are not all about, amen, happiness, but we are about holiness. Thank God. We do not, amen, attain towards impressing and entertaining the world to make them come in to the fold that way. But there has to be a transformation. We have to just present the word. We have to have the existence in the world uh, in this dark world, we are light, so we are in existence in this world, and we are making available the truth. That's the calling of God's church for, amen, the Gospel New Testament church. Those who claim to be charismatic, amen, moving by God's spirit, we need to move with a soberness of heart and mind that only the Holy Spirit can cause through a genuine transformation uh, of God's spirit. We want to be sober, be vigilant, because the adversary, uh, the devil, is seeking whom he may devour. My God. And we have to go through this world wearing it as a loose garment, ready to go forth and go unto the eternal home and glory. And we pray in our hearts as we live daily by his spirit, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Thine is what? The kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory. The kingdom, power, and the glory belong to him. And we want that in us. Kingdom. We put our whole being in uh, the realm of holiness. Our body is supposed to be a temple of the Holy Ghost. Kingdom power, the power to live right comes by the Holy Ghost. Kingdom power, glory, and uh, everything we do is because we are bearing his name. And what we do should not bring a reproach on his name, but it should uplift his name. In other words, give glory to his name. Is your life bringing glory? Oh, God is looking for a revival. Is, is your thought process? bringing glory to his name. Hallelujah. We don't want to bring a reproach because God sees all, hears all. He knows what content is in the secret thoughts of our character. Is there a crack in our character? Is there a breach that must be repaired? God's looking at all of that as we are looking at Matthew 14. Think of these things. Amen. Matthew 14 verses 22 through 30. I'm going to uh, read to your hearing from the King James Version. Father God, we know you're able to bring power and glory in the presence of this locality as we, O oh God, endeavor to move forward to, amen, propagate the goodness of the gospel of God, the life of the gospel of God, the transforming power of the gospel of God. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, find us working for your kingdom, advancing it unto your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. In Matthew 14, we see it says here in the word, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him, go ahead of him, unto the other side while he sent the multitudes 
away. Jesus did that so that he could play or pray. Which one? Wanted to pray. Amen. After mighty campaigns, we don't vacate into some play zone. Amen. <laughs> we go to, amen, seek the face of God so that he can strengthen us, encourage us the more. Amen. Replenish virtue and such. It says in verse 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, the ones he fed, amen, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. So he was alone there. And when the evening was come, he was there alone, it says. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea. You know, the ship where the disciples were. It was being tossed with waves. For the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night. Somebody say the fourth watch of the night. Fourth watch of the night. My God. Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water. Look at Peter using his faith to what? Walk on the water. Defying gravity. What? Instead of sinking on the surface of the water as should have happened, he began to rest upon the surface of the water and did what? Walked on the water to go to Jesus. See, whatever we're doing, it better be to what? Go to Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he what? Was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Notice Jesus didn't say, Oh, Peter, you all right? And sweeten him up and hug him up. He rebuked him in the middle of saving him. <laughs> O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? See, this is love. This is speaking the what? Truth. In love. Love doesn't mean mushy, gushy stuff. That's right. Everybody got to be treated like uh, you, they mama, even if you're a man. Mm -hmm. Amen. They want me to treat people like I'm a mama. My God. But my name is not Mother Jackson. My name is Pastor Jackson. Amen. And I'm going to do like my dad said. Tell you like your T-I-S is. Amen. Thank God. But I'm going to do it in the auspices of love. Why? Because I want you to get saved. Jesus said it like that. Oh, thou of little faith. He let him know what kind of faith he had. And asked him, why, why did you doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Look at God. 
could do two things at once, more than two things at once. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped Jesus, amen, saying, of a truth, thou art the son of God. They should have seen of a truth when he, amen, made the little boys lunch feed five, more than 5,000 people. Amen. Thou art the son of God. Now he has to do more and more and more. Thou art the son of God. I think people are more stuck on the magnificence of things happening more than, amen, being enamored by the creator himself. Not being in fellowship with him, but want to be fashioned on fascination by God. You know how we look at things in life will affect our behavior in everyday decision making. Think about that for 2024 and beyond. Many people can start on a journey of purpose. You know, these New Year's resolutions and such. Oh, I'm gonna lose 50 pounds this year. Yes, I is. My God, people say all kinds of things they're gonna do. But then they cannot attain towards the rigor required and they will forego the rigor. And uh, what they started out to do now will be made to be put to rest by God. And they are not motivated much farther than uh, the words dissipating in silence as they spoke them, my God. But God's spirit is seeking that we be motivated, amen, to do what we were born to do as God intended. Not to just look at our feelings, living by our feelings, my God, to, to be, but to be retrained in our thinking. There has to be a transformation for us to reach the finish line. Amen. Somehow, doubt might find its way into the corridors of our mind and soul that work to hinder the plan to move forward with our lives. You don't have to be weighed down with the grief that doubt brings. The Holy Spirit is bringing this message. Let Jesus take out your doubt. Amen. Amen. Let Jesus take out your doubt. This is a word of encouragement, prophetically speaking, for newness of strength in 2024 and beyond. We don't want just 2024 and then when 2025 comes, we go back to playing around. No, we want to, amen, be changed, amen, and stay changed. My God, don't just have a diet, have a live it, amen. We don't want to just, amen, be sufferers of something that's, Amen. Calling us out to die in some way. But let's have a lifestyle that's new. Yeah, that's why I say I don't want to die yet. I want to live it. Hallelujah. <laughs> but when you learn to trust Jesus, rather than other doubtful motivations that might creep their way into your mind, you will become divinely enabled to accomplish your purpose for living. No matter how dark life seems to get, when the light of the world is on your side, you know what? You cannot lose. I'm speaking from experience. When I allow the light of the world, amen, on into my life, 
And I began to walk a walk of faith on his side, on the sunny side of the street. Amen. <laughs> uh, I began to realize that, amen, I was on the winning side and I could not lose. Jesus could keep me from falling. But when I looked around at all the things, the distractions, and started to walk in trespass zones with my mind first and then the feet followed after, then I began to fall. We must continue in our course to fight the good fight of faith. If you are not fighting, you are falling. Yeah. My God, we have to keep on fighting the good fight of faith. Now, look at this scripture with me. The scripture notes that the setting of this event was during what? The fourth watch of the night. That's important. Looking historically in the ancient day, the Jews, as well as the Romans, usually divided the night into four watches of three hours each. The first watch was from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Sometimes it's still a little bit light at times. I know when we have those fireworks shows, 4th of July, uh, they don't start until after 9 o'clock when it's more pitch black and there is much less light pollution. Uh, you can see in the pitch black the lights giving us a show of brilliant, colorful lights. So we see these watches keep becoming later and later. The second watch is from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. And that is at midnight. The third watch is from midnight, 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. And the fourth, the last watch of the night is 3 a.m. to 6 A.M. Want to beat it before the sun comes up. See there? And, and it's leading you to the sunrise. These are times, all of them, of being engaged in a lookout, militarily speaking. Um, they were used as a security means, a security watch. Metaphorically speaking, we all have developed in our being. I'm seeing this as a revelation as I prayerfully looked at the scripture. Um, it's something that happens in our subconscious. My God, we have all developed a subconscious uh, means and purpose for watching out. But the question is, what are you looking for? What are you looking for in life? What is the auspices of your fourth watch of the night? There are some notes in Matthew 14 that could help us delineate the truth. Only the Gospel of Matthew records the miracle of Peter walking on the water, which is why we need to stay in Matthew for this one. This was a valuable lesson for the disciples to learn and for us to learn in our modern day. My God, it's valuable for all of us. Why? Uh, they could, and also we today, can do the humanly impossible with the power of Christ. Amen. You have to be walking in that power. 
for you to be enabled by his spirit in experiential faith. We don't want just head knowledge faith. We want a life experience. This is why Jesus doesn't seem real to some folk. They keep learning things from the word, but not applying the truth to their life. Faith is not really alive until you do stuff. And I say that for education and for knowledge. Knowledge is not viable unless you do the things that knowledge is saying you ought to do. And that could be for good or bad. Amen. You can learn about prostitution from a book, but you're not a prostitute till you actually become one. Amen. And do the stuff of a prostitute. Same thing for thievery and other such things, maladies. What about good things? You can learn about good things, how they eat right and such. But until you actually turn your plate down to certain things, then you will be one who has experienced what the knowledge is trying to make you more intimate with. Amen. Knowledge is something that cries out for intimacy. It's not just giving information. It's beckoning you to do it. Faith without works is dead. Amen. God is calling us for uh, knowledge from heaven for 2024 and beyond. But it's something we got to do. Look at the scripture. It said, as the waves battered the boat of the disciples, Jesus saw their plight. This is why Jesus was deep in prayer. Didn't even walk on the water yet. But he knew what was happening. He saw them. When the scripture says in the fourth watch of the night, that means it was the darkest part of the night, just before the dawn of the day. If people haven't developed a, a, a negative thought during their prolonged trials, tests, and temptations, this last stage of prolonged challenges is a time when many will begin to think of throwing in the towel, waving their white flag. In other words, giving up. All of us must always look ever to Jesus, for he will carry you through. Amen. We have to do that in trouble and outside of trouble. Some of us wait until we're in trouble to start praying, my God. But you should be praying without ceasing. Yes. A lot of things could be averted. Mm -hmm. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We stop praying. I stay connected. Yes. Even if I'm not on my knees, I try to stay connected. When my feelings get pricked by somebody cussing me out somewhere in the marketplace, on the highway, or at work, I, amen, have to, amen, forego uh, the feelings immediately felt and go to some more deep, profound place where the Holy Ghost is, amen, in the corridors of my prayer closet in my heart. And I, amen, don't disconnect from Jesus. I, I, I pray the more earnestly. Let's at any time I let the word of God slip and I go to cussing back and fussing back and punching folk, amen? Thank God it hasn't been a time where I, I, I had a thought, maybe I should, amen, chop them upside the side of their neck, amen? Punch them in their nose. 
I know a few choice words. The mind didn't forget. Yes, I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind. Amen. But I, I didn't say the old mind didn't still emit some things that I could remember I used to say. And I could decide to go on ahead and indulge back in that stuff. But no, the Bible said, let this mind be in you. That was also what? In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, thank God. The scripture said, amen. Think on these things. that they be virtuous. Amen. Praiseworthy. Think on these things. My God. So we have to make a volitional choice on how we are watching through in the night of our life. Thank God. We have to keep looking at Jesus. You know, storms come because of our disobedience at times. But this here storm, guess what? It came because they obeyed Jesus. My God, you obey Jesus, I dare you. My God, there's going to be now you swimming upstream against traffic. My God, everybody's going to Broadway and you're seemingly going uh, up a one-way street. And folks are saying, you're going the wrong way. When you heard Jesus said, come that way. Hallelujah. Come unto me, you who are weary, and I'm going to give you rest. Come, though you have no money. Come without money. Come without price. Amen. Though you be jacked up, amen, tore up from the floor, I'm going to fix you up, amen, hallelujah. hallelujah. God said he'd do it. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Peter did walk on the water. It's been noted, amen, for our faith to grow. But look at this. It also shows us the truth. Of how he got punked by the distractions of his surroundings. How many times have we gotten punked? My God. We don't want to admit that. We want to look at, you know, everybody with that, with that mask of a smile, you know, and say hallelujah. We want to say amen. Praise the Lord. Instead of being real and showing how we really feel. We'd rather put on a mask so that we could march and stomp with the big dogs in church. Amen. And, and make it look like, you know, we're so overly brilliant and successful instead of in need of prayer. But God said, amen, we ought not think of ourselves more highly than we ought. Amen. But we ought to, amen, seek those who are spiritual, have some spiritual powwows, amen, some powerful prayers, and come out of that prayer closet ready, amen, to defeat the enemy, my God, with your armor on, your uh, uh, sword of the spirit has been honed in sharpness, and you're ready, hallelujah, to go against anything that corroborates itself against the truth of God. Amen. You're going to have every word ready to go against any distraction. Yeah. But oh, we want to just look as though we are already there all the time. We are super Christians. Mm. But I like Peter. He showed himself. Showed his weakness. And we look at the rebuke and we like preaching on it. Oh, Peter lost out. But see, our stuff is not in there. It's being written right now. But it's going to be read in glory. 
Everything you say and do, it's going to be read in glory. You could believe that. So it, 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 it would behoove us to walk and not be what? Weary. To run and not faint. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Thank God. Yes, there are distractions all around. We are supposed to beware of them, not what give in to them. We must be consistent in our looking to Jesus by faith. And that is done when we what? Trust his word. We tend to look to or trust our flesh. We tend to trust the world and all the gurus therein. And sometimes we even trust Satan's lies, those seducing spirits. My God, before we trust the real unadulterated word of God. We are more prone to flow with the feel of bodily appeal than going with the grace of God. As a result, the supernaturally regenerated part of our being is oftentimes overlooked. In other words, neglected. If God had that spiritual x-ray, we would see how cadaverous we really are in the spirit, even though we wear these super Christian masks. It seems more natural to walk in the flesh, which is why we tend to be uh, weary in well-doing. While we tend to uh, uh, carry these burdens that easily, amen, cause us to slip up. Oh, my God. We need to be engaged in uh, what the Holy Ghost has for us to do rather than be enamored and engaged in the impulses of doing what naturally feels good. We can't depend on nature, my God, but we need to depend on the nurture of the Holy Ghost. What is he trying to pull us away from and out of? Are we listening to his every whispered command? His still small voice beckons to us morning, noon, and night. Are we listening or are we covering up our ears? Are we turning away from wicked ways or are we keeping a stiff neck, headed, steered, clear, fast into damnation? My God. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, it seems more natural to walk in the flesh. My God, it is easy to feed the flesh with all the options presented by the industry uh, of today's culture of multimedia entertainment and such. The storms of interference from our natural impulses, our own chemical hormones, our biochemical reactions thereby, etc., are often allowed to override the flow of heavenly conscience that comes from the Holy Spirit speaking directly to our regenerated spirit. Uh, these holy words from the Spirit serve to make us, amen, love God through these random storms that come in our life. Psalm 26, verses 1 through 3 in the NLT. It's a psalm of David. We know David had some tempestuous trials in his life. David vowed to make his love for God certain in these verses. He says, declare me innocent, O Lord, for I have acted with integrity. This is one time when he was being a good boy. Amen. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. 
Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and affections, my God. For I am constantly aware of your unfailing love, and I have lived according to your truth, my God. You better be right with God when you sing that song. As we indulge in the cares and pleasures of this life, there is increasing weight being placed on our souls. The clutter of what is gathered from a covetous appetite makes it increasingly harder for us to engage in the health of our soul. God wants us to be healthy in heart, mind, body, and soul. You know, you can track uh, the development of all the clutter in your soul when you examine the records and memory uh, that's in your mind and add up the receipts from the cares of this life. Oh, I did add them up. I added them up when I was a young adult. I said, my God, looks like I'm subscribing to this and to that and haven't, amen, given God much attention as I am giving these things that are dragging me away from God's holiness. Well, I dare you to count the cost of these things. Jesus said in discipleship, when you follow him, you ought to count the cost. Yeah. Because some people, my God, they think it's a bowl of cherries when Jesus is telling you the outright truth. That you are going to be as sheep before shearers. Yeah. Yeah. My God, you're going to have to face some warfare. My God, Jesus spelled it right on out. Yes, he did. My God, oh, how we like the seek out teachers with our itching ears for a formula of fabulous entertaining kind of words that will make us cozy in our sin oh it takes something to get out of sin it's a job my god it's a warfare oh but why should we fight why don't we just stay in our cozy damnation zone my god we're on death row and we seem to be loving it my god but god is saying summer up for this is a perilous time the devil has gone about as a roaring lion he has sought he has caught people who have given in to the pleasures of life and pleasures of sin but god said if you could just cease from sin my god sober up for a minute open a window in your heart to reach up to god in spiritual sobriety God will lift you up, turn you around, picking you up and turning you around. Place your feet out of that muddiness and put it on solid ground so you can walk and make some progress in the holy name of Jesus. Somebody bless his name. Oh, hallelujah. My God, we have to stop indulging in things that are causing us harm. We're, we're, we're seeking a thrill for things that will kill. My God, help us, Jesus. Uh, the overabundant consumption of cares and pleasures make it easy to sink in faithlessness. Whatever we are attached to will get our real attention and a good portion of our resources. Whoa, but I dare you to count the costs. These attachments often work like puppet strings, controlling your life affecting your destiny and purpose in negative ways. Hebrews 12 has chronicled, amen, something that could help us. Hebrews 12, one through three in the NLT, it says, 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Not the surrounding distractions. Amen. On whom, on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. What is Jesus? Author and finisher of our what? Of our faith. Amen. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be his afterward. Now he is seated in the place of highest honor beside God's throne in heaven. Think about all he endured when sinful people did such terrible things to him so that you don't become weary and give up. My God, we think of what Jesus went through for us so that we will not become weary and what? Give up. My God. I heard uh, one Christian philosopher said that young people, yes, they need to go to funerals more than, more than they go to parties. It would be a sobering uh, event that could help them to see that life is precious. Yes. My God, life can be seen as in James, a vapor. Yes. It, amen, comes for a little while and then vanishes away. Yes. My God, we got to amen, count the cost and go forward in Jesus' name. Know that, amen, Jesus made us, not we ourselves. We ought not think we're some superman because we're young and we seemingly have so much life ahead of us. But there are little caskets, short people, young people, my God, all ages are going into funeral parlors. My God, they come naked in this world and naked shall they go back into immortality. But amen, I want to go to immortality ready to meet my maker. Amen. And we do have a choice to make on this side of life. God wants us to make the right choice and decision. We got to give up things that harm us. Some things are birthed by us in our life or may originate through even someone else at times. But somehow they find their way to us. Whatever the case, weights and sins must be dealt with once and for all. Let's not go any further in 2024 dealing with weights and sins that we dealt with in 2023. We got to cast these things off of us. Roll them to the Lord. Let him take them. An uneven exchange. Take my junk, Lord, and give me the jewels of heaven. Hallelujah. That's the blessing I want for my life. Hallelujah. Oh, if we don't become rich at all, my God. Because people are being dupes to give in church because uh, it's like you are investing in yourself. God's going to open a window from heaven. You won't have room to receive. And some, amen, single parent mama or daddy have been given, my God, parts of their rent money. Having their lights cut off, my God. My God, taking food out of their kids' mouth, my God. Taking coat money in a cold winter from their kids, my God. Because they are zealous religiously. And then they make these proclamations to the school. Oh, my God. But they are not representing God correctly. God wants us to take care of our business. Amen. You made a baby. You got to take care of it. My God. Hallelujah. 
We got one life to give to the Lord. We better make sure we are good stewards over this life that God has given to us. Are you fashioning your mind with the holy word? Or are you fashioning according to the gurus of a lost fallen world? My God, you better fashion yourself according to the rudiments of salvation that come from heaven. Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah. I dare you to look to Jesus for strength. I dare you to look to Jesus to help combat your weights and sins. He can help you go to battle and come out more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Not only can you defeat the intents of the enemy, but you can also take back what he has stolen and bring back to life whatever he killed or destroyed. My God, I thank you, Lord. You're my conquering king. I thank you. You rule and reign over everything. I thank you. Oh, bless his name. Oh. The final question is this. What do you really want? What do you really want? Where do you really find rest? People will come to church and come like they're at the Apollo, rub the log, get a little Jesus. And then leave with the same amount of Jesus they had uh, when they came in, which is hardly none. My God, we will look for whatever is considered as our most important need, our chosen place of rest. Jesus has the remedy for our deepest hunger and thirst. So, uh, you know what? We need to look to Jesus, not past Jesus, not around Jesus, but look at him. Amen. And depend on him, not the things that he made, but depend on him. I don't call uh, the universe when I'm in trouble. I, I don't give credence to the universe when good things happen to me. I don't blame the universe when bad things happen to me. My God, I tell you one thing, I have faith and trust in Jesus. And I know for certain that the devil is here to distract me, to make me uh, uh, give Jesus a bad name when the bad name belongs to Satan. Satan is the fallen one, not Jesus. Jesus is the bright and morning star. Lucifer used to have light, but now he's, amen, masquerading as an angel of light. He lost the light that he had. Now he's masquerading. That's all he could do is masquerade as an angel of light. My God, we shouldn't be giving our heart over to some faker. My God, hallelujah. I want to give my life to the real truth, the living truth. His name is Jesus. Oh, the bright and morning star, the ruler of all the nations, my healer, my deliverer, the one who set me free. Oh, I thank him. Oh, I bless his name. We got to bless his name in 2024 with our life. Thank you, Lord. He wants us to have what is best for us. But we have to come to the place where we trust him deeply, most profoundly. Not just on the surface for others to see. This is what's happening in our modern day. We're worshiping because of peer pressure. We're worshiping because of the status quo of our ecclesiastical subculture. Hallelujah, anyhow. But we need to seek the living Lord. 
and I call him and I embrace him and I feel him because, amen, he said, love me by obeying my commands. Amen. He has instructed the universe. Let there be light and there was light. He wants to instruct in us. Let there be life where there is death. And he can quicken you and cause your spirit to come back to life. He can regenerate your spirit. And you need that regeneration by the Holy Ghost so that you can, amen, talk to God and God talk back to you. You can hear God and he can hear you better. Oh, here, like in the courthouse. You can have a hearing and you can be allowed to speak. My God. And God will give you a new tongue, a new brain, a new heart. And you will speak the oracles of God. You will speak righteousness in the presence of God. Instead of a malady, instead of a mess. My God. You will have a holy heart and a holy mind and a holy tongue. My God. Holy hands to do holy work and holy feet. Amen. Not feet. Amen. Fashion to, amen, cause innocent blood to happen all around town. But God is going to commission you to have your feet shod with the gospel of preparation of peace. So you can go about, amen, and he will say, beautiful are the feet of them that bring the gospel message. Hallelujah. I want to be one in the number that, amen, the ruler, Jesus, has commissioned to go forth. My God, I want to end with this. Uh, quote from the late Bible teacher and preacher George Campbell Morgan. He offers these poetic words of wisdom about our outgoing quest for complete trust in God. Quote, he is nigh when he seems absent. He is watching when he seems blind. He is active when he seems idle. End quote. Amen. Sometimes it seems like God is not there, but God is Jehovah Shammah. He is the God who is there. My God, spoken one time by Ezekiel. Yes, he saw a vision of amen, heaven, the four corners thereof. And the name within was Jehovah Shammah. What God is there? Are you in the kingdom of hell or the kingdom of heaven? Which one, my God, which one are you living by? We need to remember that when life throws a cover of night over our longings, we must not think that God has changed his promises for us. A godly motivation is needed today. If you expect to be enabled to accomplish your purpose for living that comes from heaven, don't stop communicating with God. Worship him through your night season. When you worship the light of the world, he will bring a prelude of glory that will brighten the darkest nights. So keep the peace of heaven in your mind and let Jesus take out your doubt. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. This is your encouraging word for newness of strength. For 2024 and beyond. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. 
We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you. Thank you.